0: The date is May 14th, 2002. The album is Weezer's Maladroid. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. Welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast. We are two-fifths of the Wet Bandits. My name is Weezy, not Weezer, and that is... Slammy B. And we have a guest with us today. This is my sister, Maggie. Hello. hello. Maggie and I had a short-lived podcast of our own. We never actually published anything. This is all my fault, mainly because we are going to call it Podcasters of the Universe. Like Masters of the Universe, like He-Man, and I was gonna do this killer theme song, and I just like I tried, and it took me forever, and it never ended up happening. It was gonna be a pop culture podcast. I
1: think that baby had something to
0: do with it too. Yeah, probably my child. We're blaming her. She's
2: looking. Oh, sorry.
0: We were gonna do. I I was gonna do a running bit about uh, Stephen King's weird sexual. Innuendo in his movies. I just think it's stupid books, language
1: I mean. choice. Everything yeah. sounds like he's some dork in the fifties.
0: <laughs> it's true. Well, he did that. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> yeah, those are the.
1: <laughs> and that's like cool for Stephen King, right?
0: He did sit. Yes, isn't that kind of his shtick though? Kind sort yeah. of is.
1: It's just the stuff that always annoys me when I read his book.
0: Mm-hmm, like nobody actually talks like that in the.
1: Except yeah. I assume probably Stephen King did when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. I yeah. probably would have bullied him. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: he deserves. It. He's a big nerd. Dude, how would soon. that theme song go? Oh, it was going to be like pretty hard. It was going to yeah. be a rock version of the He-Man theme song. Oh, so did, uh I can't sing it off the top. I probably have a recording of yeah. it or something. Anyway,
1: who's going to be the new He-Man?
0: Noah Centineo? Oh, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. I don't, I don't, don't think I'm allowed him. to like him, but... Why not?
1: Because I'm too old. Oh. <laughs> but... He, he, <laughs> no. He, he cute.
2: That's not... That's fine. So is uh, this a new movie or a TV show?
1: TV show? No, Noah movie?
0: Centineo is going to be in the movie. The TV show is, is the a cartoon. cartoon with... Blank okay. Check Podcasts oh, own yeah. Griffin Newman as Orko, which I'm very excited I don't know or He-Man, bro.
1: <laughs> oh, well, Orko, dumb.
0: No, he is dumb, but- He should
1: be Cringer.
0: It's going to rule, he would be a good Cringer.
1: Because <laughs> Cringer also sucks.
0: Cringer's like the scared- Version uh, of
1: Battle Cat.
0: Yeah, which is like He-Man's horse. Oh. But he's But tiger. he's like a oh, green yeah, tiger. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's sweet. Anyway, that's enough He-Man talk. So we're talking about Maladroit today um maladroit what ha- oh it's a page break maladroit like i said released on may 14th 2002 the number one song on may 14th 2002 was foolish by ashanti do you know that one no, no. Do kno- i don't either number one mainstream rock song too bad by nickelback hell yeah bro Yeehaw. are you a nickelback hater i'm you just don't like nickelback
1: Completely ambivalent, but yeah. I made fun of the song "Photograph" maybe more than I've made fun of anything else in my life. Well,
0: that song does suck.
1: It's horrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, even making fun of it is like not. It's you should make fun of people that make fun of "Photograph" now because it's like so overdone.
1: I also made fun of people who liked it specifically a girl I worked with in college.
0: Yeah. Well, she deserved it. She was dumb. Obviously. But Too Bad rules. Too Bad is great. I'm a Nickelback supporter. Me too. I'm a Nickelback supporter. I'm not a fan, but a supporter. But Too Bad is good. Top five albums, May 14th, 2002. Number one, P. Diddy and Bad Boy Records. That is the official quote-unquote band That released this P Diddy and Bad Boy Records present. We invented the remix. I don't even know what that means.
1: I don't know what's on it.
0: No, did not stand the test of time. Let's put it that way. Number two, Cameron, come home with me. An R and B artist. Who
1: are these people? I don't know, but I'm not sure if it's. This was my senior year of high school. I don't think I could have been more interested right. in music talking about music listening to music mm-hmm. now we might discover through this podcast that some of my tastes are a little older but but
0: you were at least aware of what was yes yeah, so i was out.
1: living on earth driving <laughs> in a car and listening to like top 40 radio right never heard of any of this well
0: what if what if his name is actually pronounced cameron is it's, there an apostrophe
1: in it? Yes. I think I've heard of this person, but I haven't. So
0: it's Cameron. Uh, I, cu-
1: I could not, you Cameron. know, I, could, I can come up with an Akon song, but I cannot come yeah. up with a Cameron. Song.
0: Beautiful <laughs> girls. That's oh, Akon, right? I, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I th- <laughs> them all these beautiful girls. Is it them all?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> them. <laughs>
2: That's good.
1: Uh, sounds like the next Wet Bandits hit.
2: Yeah. Casino tonight, (laughs) we're playing
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) At the casino. Okay, number third album, number third. Number three was Maladroit. So it debuted at number three, and that's as high as it got. That doesn't surprise me. It actually does surprise me that it got that high.
1: Oh, it doesn't me, because it only came out a year after the Green Album, and I feel like it was really sort of hot riding those coattails.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But I guess I look at Green Album as kind of a failure. I do not. Okay. That's
1: can I say what I had t- that I, what yeah. I wrote down after that?
0: Yeah, this is a, we're all about going off the rails. So, Seth.
1: I well, you know, I think you could stand to Look have a little organization. Cute
0: little it was a gift cor- from our cousin Elaine. Little corgi notepad.
1: So, I did want to mention and I don't know cuz I don't always listen to the podcast if it's not about a band that I know anything By about. By the way,
0: did you just on mic get, tell us n- give us some advice?
1: no no okay. i like the organization that you have is oh, what good. i mean
0: okay excellent
1: um but so i did want to mention that i just have some positive memory associations with the green album oh specifically, yeah specifically do you remember how awesome the use of hash pipe was in american pie 2 no Oh, so you know the scene where they're painting the, like, questionable lesbian's house, and they go and snoop in it, and the hash pipe is playing, <laughs> no, and it's that no, no, awesome no, no, driving no, no. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's perfect use of a song. It really in is. In my memory, I thought it was in the trailer for it as well, because I remember it was hotly anticipated. If you'll remember, we went to see American Pie and American Pie 2 with the Howard sisters. I
0: absolutely remember that. Also,
1: great use of some tonic songs in both American oh, Pie yeah. 1 and 2, but... um loved that hash pipe was great for that movie i still love that movie people say it doesn't uh hold up in the more progressive era in which we're living but i still like it
0: does it does it hold have you seen it recently yeah i'm gonna stop you for just a the second.
1: dragonies love the american pie movies okay
0: i need to stop you for a second just to say that when that movie came out and we, when we went to see it and we were in the theater there was a moment in the theater where I thought this is the funniest movie I've ever really? seen. Really, it life. was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. American Pie Two was like, "Oh my god, this is so, so funny." Um, the going back to Blank Check, yes. The I think I believe they had the writer of the first American Pie, or maybe it was the director of photography or something. Someone heavily involved with the movie was kind of explaining how uncomfortable he was with, like how how he tried to be. With that kind of material, as understanding and like sort of uh, not Harvey Weinstein as possible, sure. And it kind of makes it seem, even though you know p- in this new era, it might not hold up as well. Uh, it kind of makes it feel like okay, that at least they were um, not seedy with the yeah, production I mean, of that with movie, with the
1: exception of. St- Diffler, the kids in the movie are really pretty nice kids. It's true. And I think, at least when we were in high school, that's kind of what guys were like. Yeah. Uh, For better or for worse, I think it's a more or less accurate depiction.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't confirm or deny, but I trust your judgment. But the
1: other thing that I wanted to say about it, and I don't, you know, this doesn't necessarily have anything to say about the quality of the album but do you remember how exciting it was when weezer was a musical guest on snl right when the green album was coming out christopher walken was the host this is the greatest of the continental this is the <laughs> job interview with the centaur
3: oh yeah
1: i mean it was a great episode of it was a deal with, with it. it um but this is i raced home from prom my junior year to watch weezer on wow. snl before i went to after prom and you had just gotten home from college and we were wow. all up and we watched it and then i went on my way
0: you know now that you say that i remember it we were so <laughs>
1: excited for it
0: yeah well we said when we recorded the green that it was maybe the most anticipated album of yeah my life it, it did, the guest we were supposed to have on but ate bad by the way oh con- i've
1: had no shrimp so <laughs> yeah. i'm fine
0: i was just gonna say congratulations on not getting food poisoning but Gotta kyle ate the bad shrimp and couldn't come on and say that it was probably the most anticipated album is of his life because you know we were so jazzed about pinkerton for so long so anyway uh was that at the end of your green album notes
1: yeah, I think so. Okay.
0: So we, we haven't even gotten through the top five yet. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I sh- I like it. I like, you know. Dude, I love getting off the rails, you bro. Did. I know. <laughs> Number four was Moby's 18.
1: <laughs> Who buys a Moby album? Moby <laughs> Come was, on.
0: He was popular back then, right? My memory was that Moby was like big. Sure. <laughs> But well, I
1: still don't know a single person who says I love Moby. Yeah. I what
2: don't do, know what's either. like his most fav- famous song?
0: No idea.
2: No. You idea. You know,
1: not the. I always get the one with the video in the mu- in the mall mixed up. You know, the get what Slim. you give. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> those people I mix those up New with radicals, Moby. Yeah,
0: bald guys that are kind of like not a sort of
1: electronic musicy. Yeah. Like I would never say that I really liked it. Yeah. My Geology of U.S. National Parks professor in college played the Moby song, We Are All Made of Stars.
0: Oh, that's the one I know. We are all made of stars. Which is like a robot <laughs> song. People, they come together. <laughs> People, they come together. People, they fall apart. That's it. Great, great. Okay, number five. Another person or band I've never heard of. Music with a Q. Oh, yeah. You know music? No. <laughs> you fooled me. <laughs> this album is called... It's spelled J-U-S-L-I-S-E-N. Just listen. Parentheses. So you know how to say it. Just listen.
1: That sounds like an album of Elevator music.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, know what I'm saying? It does. That is not... I don't a, know.
1: A great <laughs> representation of 2002 at all? Yeah. It's depressing. How is there not like... A Britney Spears album, or something yeah. like at least, or In Sync, oh, no yeah. strings attached. Isn't that like the highest selling debut or you know um, album release of all times? Well,
0: yeah, but a lot of times,
1: I guess they drop you know how it off. They drop quick. off,
0: yeah, and well, sometimes they, this was still back when people bought physical yeah. CDs, oh, so I like, know. they lasted a lot longer. But you know, uh, I think a long stand in the top five is. 10 weeks 15 weeks like there are some that last a really long time but by 2000 yeah there's there's a lot of these albums that like you know 10 i think if we see it on there for 10 weeks it's like man that's a pretty long time dude maggie
2: who is your favorite band the beatles the beatles what's your favorite album abbey road abbey road
1: second favorite album pinkerton weezer
2: yeah yeah is weezer your second favorite
0: band
1: third favorite
0: Who's your second? The Strokes. Oh, cool.
1: And don't worry, I'll be here for the whole Strokes discography when you get to them.
0: They don't have a 90s album, though. So what? Well, we do 90s. Is This
1: It? Is 01? That's close enough.
0: It's close. Who's your top
2: five bands?
1: I don't know. It kind of drops off after my top three.
0: Who did you think? What did you think about the comparison of the Green Album to the Strokes that we made? Disagree. How so? I don't, you know the Strokes better.
1: Because I think the Green Album, and some of it, I think it's so affected by the age that I was when I first heard them. Which
0: is true of everyone.
1: But, and just, you know, memory association with it. But I think the Green Album is much poppier than the Strokes. Yeah, the I strokes think are... Maladroit is more Strokes-like with heavier distortion in the guitars. Um, sort of an
0: hmm. Not
1: angrier tone, but...
0: It's darker.
1: Yeah. I think that's a little more strokes, like a little more 2000s rock.
0: Hmm. Yeah. But...
1: Like, I feel like there's a very negative connotation with the uh, term, like, power pop. Yeah. But that's sort of what green, blue album Weezer at its best is, to me, a great Mm -hmm. representation of.
0: Yeah, but... The Green album is more straightforward rhythmically. And you know what I always say about The Strokes? What? Their songs go Ding 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 ding. Would you say The
2: Strokes have like a more raw sound? Yes. Okay.
1: And sort of less produced? Yeah. Yeah. Like their later albums are more synthy and sound more produced. And I mean, I know everybody Talks to it about them as sort of like the resurgence of garage rock, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's some truth to it. And the yeah. talking through a telephone.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, well, there's like, so much telephone early distortion 2000s, on the vocals. You know, you're getting like Black Keys and <laughs> those, well, those bands are starting to
3: roll in. So like, yeah.
2: Was that Reptilia?
0: I don't know. Oh. Was it?
1: no that sounded more like hard hard to explain explain. that's
0: what it was i was trying to do i I do know the name of some songs
1: but i you know the thing that you said about physical cds Mm -hmm. like i said weezer i always listen my top three favorite bands but this is the last weezer album that i ever bought oh and i think it's a huge part of it is that i went to college after this um and i sort, you know i got really into the strokes and i'm a person who sort of sticks with one thing for this a long is so time true. and then um you know i'll start another phase but yeah. pinkerton is an album that i always always come back to but i think the change from buying physical cds to digital albums is something that i sort of missed um like the first time i ever bought an album for my phone was like three weeks ago when I bought Maladroit.
0: Oh, but I also you bought "Is I This It"
1: by The Strokes.
2: I could have like shared this. I don't with have you. a CD player, dude. I uh, hate listening to music like on my phone.
1: I only listen to podcasts I on my phone.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like shit. Tinny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just no. There's
1: also something like weirdly isolating to me about it. The same way that I would feel if I listened to a CD all the time in my car. That i don't know there's something depressing about thinking that like you're the only person listening to this whereas when you turn on the radio it's like it's more communal or something dude that's so stupid no
0: it's not have you been listening by chance to music exists the chuck klosterman podcast no uh well it's a ringer podcast but i was i was listening to it thinking about this episode and you said we have this like weird psychic connection where like we can say like one thing and the other one will know what we're talking about. It's really weird. We should have prepped something to like impress him.
1: But then that would be do it right now. That was going to be our well, gimmick for the podcast. With oh the universe, yeah. So we'll, we'll
0: probably, like, it'll something probably, will probably come up. It'll probably actually happen here. Well, we there was kind something of already really did one. weird
1: just recently that you texted me about and I got yeah. it right away.
0: Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but anyway, what I was going to say with this podcast with Chuck Klosterman, they're, they're talking about, they're talking about physical CDs and they said the exactly kind of what you said, which is in the digital music era, the, of course the music always belongs to the artist, but when you don't have something in your hand and you just, you're just downloading it, it seems more, they were saying it seems more, it belongs to like the cloud.
3: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: have this same connection, but yeah. this, this, copy of maladroit that i'm holding belongs to me like Mm -hmm. this is mine even though weezer made it like this is mine and so there's a little bit more of an attachment that way and you kind of described it as depressing but to be like alone with it Mm -hmm. as opposed to the radio where like everyone's a part of it but i kind of like being like i made this choice yeah and and there's something about sitting down
1: and opening the liner notes Mm -hmm. and learning the words when you listen to it
0: yeah yeah. you get a little bit of ownership of it and and specifically with this album this is kind of cool and we'll put this on the instagram but the the first 600 copies of maladroit were individually numbered oh that's like that's
1: very vinyl
0: yeah this is I have album number 219,626. That's cool. So I got, so I got like in there sort of early. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like a collection, you know, in mm-hmm. your collection build. You're like, check this out, man. Yeah, I got right. all these CDs.
0: I did not know that until I was researching this, though. That,
3: that's I interesting, knew. though. Dude, what
0: about... I d- oh, sorry. Go, no, oh, go on. W- oh, what about vinyl? What do I think about vinyl?
1: <sighs> I like it, especially... I mean, I'm not any sort of audiophile. I don't really about the su- the sound is the original intent or anything like mm. that but like our dad has a great record collection yeah. and speaking of you know first editions first pressing of albums oh, yeah. our dad has some really cool stuff like Sgt. pepper Ooh. when it first came out it has like um sort of paper oh, doll cutouts yeah, of like yeah. mustaches and stuff and uh-huh. his came with that and he has the rolling stone sticky fingers the one with the jeans on it yeah. with the zipper that yep. works which was only like the first I have a hundred thousand albums Dude? or something. Yeah. And another thing that dad did that I really liked is he used to get Rolling Stone magazine and for articles that like went along with whatever band it was, he'd tear it out and put it in the that is so album John cover. So, <laughs> so like so for his Fleetwood Mac rumors album, it, he has the article about Fleetwood Mac being like their band of the year oh, and stuff. Cool. And it's really neat. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm not trying to sound like corny here, but like I told you, like, So I I like Rush. Uh, So I have like moving pictures. Tom Sawyer is the first song. And if you play that as the CD and then you play it, the vinyl, like I have like the first pressing. Mm -hmm. It sounds completely different.
0: I'm sure it does. You
2: can like hear the electronics.
0: Mm -hmm. Here's what I'll say about vinyl. I've been fighting vinyl for a long time. Do you think you're losing the fight? Uh, clearly, I'm losing the fight because you can't go. I, I can't find my copy of the Blue Album. You can't just go on Weezer. com or Amazon and get a new Blue Album on CD. You can't. No, no. You can get a used copy, oh. seemingly. I mean, I mean, I'm but, sure they, but
1: they have a pressing of the Blue Album on vinyl.
0: Yes, everything's on vinyl. Well,
1: now. you know, in the same way that you like the CD, I think. Mm -hmm. Vinyl albums are even more of that. It's it's an experience. It's sort of like... um,
0: You sit down and... Dude, I'll tell you... Like a Lego set. Yeah. The sound isn't as good, but it is different, which I'm on board with different, at least. You can't throw an album into your car, though. Yeah. (laughs) You can't throw a vinyl in your car and listen.
1: But that sort of makes it more special.
0: You can't... I, I said to Sam that I think that the resurgence of vinyl was planted by record companies to get people to buy physical things again.
2: Well, I think a lot of indie bands did it too. Yeah. To like make money.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And which makes sense. They'd sell
1: it with their merch at a concert as as almost like instead of a poster.
2: Or bands that have their own record label. Like now like a lot of bands or bigger
0: bands are doing that like Black Keys,
2: Metallica. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I will say that it is cool that like the vinyls, like look different. Like you can get a blue album vinyl oh, yeah. that's blue. The new Van Weezer when it comes out has a glow in the dark vinyl. Dude. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. I'll buy it. I. P-
1: but it's also just a gimmick.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. but that's.
1: But I'm I mean, into gimmicks. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm okay with it. I mean, it,
1: I'm gonna buy a Baby Yoda from Build a Bear.
0: <laughs> I'm turning
1: 37 <laughs> this summer.
0: Yeah, so to go
1: with my Build a Bear Chewbacca. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Chewbacca where dies did that, in where the did new Star
2: Wars.
0: Yeah,
1: the, we you, just fin- you just finished going over the top five. Yeah, I also, if I could, please. I mean, this podcast is going to be two hours long, but
0: <laughs> I love it just
1: to share a little bit of my personal history with Weezer. Okay, which is that you know I was ten. When the Blue Album came out. Yeah. So really a little too young to like be getting into music on my own. Mm-hmm. Like still listening to music that dad introduced yeah. us to mostly. Mm-hmm. But Weezer, I tell people, is the first band that I got into because of my brother, my older brother.
0: All right. So,
1: you know, I probably listened to the Blue Album a little later than when it came out. Mm-hmm. But Pinkerton is probably my second favorite album ever. I listen to it all the time. Um. To me, that's sort of an album about growing up. I just think it's a beautiful album. But, um, so Green Album and Maladroit were the first albums that I could go out to media play and buy in a car by myself. Good old media play. And it's exci- it was exciting at the time, mm-hmm. but it was also the last time that I bought a Weezer album. <laughs> and I do have to say that going back and listening to Maladroit again, it was not as good as I remembered it being, which yeah. I think is really disappointing.
0: I kind of agree. It wasn't as good as I remembered. But, but the good parts are really good. Yeah, there's still think. strong points. Um, I don't know if you had anything. D- if I step on your toes, tell me. But I'm gonna roll through like some of the background on the album. This one goes back to being self-produced, which we've all, which we've already said. Like for Weezer fans, self-produced means <gasps> it's gonna be another Pinkerton because Pinkerton was famously self-produced and it is a little looser than the green album pretty clearly, but it's not, it's still like, it's still more polished than it's not. As we've said before, the greatest sounding demo record of all time. Um, While recording, this is what I remember from college. I had to reread this to remember it, but I remember this now that the band would release a song like online every day as they were recording this so like the songs weren't even finished but they'd like put out a version of the song Mm -hmm. they just did i remember so we all had like cuts of it burned cds of this album before it came out but there were like 30 different versions Mm -hmm. of like take control or whatever so we were like I remember like going into class. I used to sit next to this girl who was a huge Weezer fan and like talking to her about the new stuff. She w- w- since Green Album wasn't Pinkerton, she kind of like fell off the Weezer train, but um but so she wasn't as, as excited as I was, but like people were talking about what they were doing and this was like right in the heyday of that people weren't using Napster anymore, but by 2002. downloading
1: music, especially on like college campuses, yeah. I think, which where you huge, had these super huge.
0: fast internet connections uh, and you could l- get all these songs. I have something to ask when you're done. Um, that is what was it uh,
1: like to be cavemen?
0: <laughs> did people because
2: Metallica is my favorite band, mm-hmm. and uh, did people really hate Metallica during that time? No. I think
1: I I don't think they hated him, but I think there's still people around our age that think specifically that Lars Ulrich is like super lame for caring so much, especially mm-hmm. because he was already so rich.
0: Yeah. But it, I, I've read an explanation kind of recently that makes sense. Like, now, maybe this is just revisionist history, like Lars trying to cover his tracks, but... He kind of says, like, it wasn't about Metallica getting more mm-hmm. money. It's about losing control yeah. of what you own, which I understand. Well, like, and
1: I think we're the kind of people, because of the way that we grew up, to be more likely to respect that. Like, well, I yeah. was always a little afraid of illegally downloading music. I and really sort was. sort of knew that it was wrong.
0: I, I illegally downloaded things, but I always bought it I anyway. always bought, yeah. yeah. You wanted it right away but i still wanted to like own the thing so
1: yeah it was more like a test run i and i've just <laughs> never <laughs>
0: like really want to <laughs> i mean we gr- we also speaking of how we grew up we also grew up in a household that would only get name brand cereal so like yes happy-
1: but also checked out movies from the library and taped over them to the extent that mom and dad's friend would pretend to be someone from the fbi coming to arrest our dad
0: that's true really oh yeah, yeah. some for some reason that didn't bother me
1: but I think because we thought it, we'd always thought it was okay. No,
0: what I mean was that, like, aspect of movie watching didn't bother me, but burning, listening to burn CDs or like owning a burn CD to, for me was not the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, I need the liner notes, like you said. I need the like real. Mm-hmm. I like
1: it to have its own case. And yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's anyway, official that way. Right, right. It was more official. So, point is that. I was still buying. We were still buying yeah. stuff, even when we were downloading a lot. So that was all I was going to say about it. I don't think I don't remember people hating Metallica then. Metallica then too, though, was also kind of like that. Was in my opinion, their big like canyon. I was it's gonna yeah. say,
2: Anger came out and
3: mm-hmm.
1: like I don't even remember them producing music during that time. Sort of like I remember it's the one with like. That looks like fire, but is really like blood and. That's
0: nineteen ninety four. I was gonna say, yeah. I,
1: I remember like ninety five, and then nothing.
0: Yeah, that's when Saint Anger that you mentioned in like Garage S&M. Inc. The and S and M is so good, and we did listen to S and M a lot. Now that you mentioned that, so you know they were still doing stuff, but it was really like once.
1: That kind of music sort of fell
3: out.
0: Mm. Yeah. Reload seemed to kind of not do as well. Dude, metal never dies. It's true. It's true. But after Reload, you have a lull in at least original releases like St. Anger Tanks and then Death Magnetic is the one that like bring them back, you know. Were you going to say something else, Mick?
1: Just that I almost think it's m- not even necessarily about the kind of music, but the age of the people making oh, the I music. Got, I see what you're saying. Like, For I feel sure. like, yeah. you know, Pearl Jam is still Pearl Jam, uh-huh. but they weren't uh, 10 Pearl Jam anymore. And yeah. the people mm-hmm. who grew up with Pearl Jam weren't the people that top 40 radio stations were catering to anymore or something.
0: Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Every band falls into that a little bit where either, either, the feeling from your fans is different because you're not in middle school anymore. And like your frontal lobe is fully developed now. So these things don't mean the same thing to you or the band is popular now. And making this art is not as high stakes to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like whether it's a high stakes thing or whether Mm. it's the lifestyle they live or whatever, like things do change. And Mm. like,
1: it's like you sort of have to get to a certain age before you're okay with going out and playing the hits, yeah, Yeah. sort of, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: For sure, which I still respect bands. Well, no, I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth. When Tool comes out and plays their new album, I'm like, hell yes, bro. When Journey comes out and plays their new stuff, I'm like, guys, don't you you know you're not a real band anymore? Uh. (laughs) Nobody cares. Um, So, you know, I guess you can't have it both ways. A little bit of... uh, critical reception here maladroit was named by spin magazine the sixth best album of 2002
1: well compared to the other top five there wasn't a lot to choose well that was
0: that was just for that week but
1: rolling stone liked maladroit didn't they Yeah.
0: uh, yeah uh eighth best album of 2002 for rolling stone what was
1: number one yoshimi battles of pink robots i don't know flaming lips
0: um But I was going to say, I didn't want to be confusing. When I do the top five albums at the beginning, that's just during that week. That like snapshot. Okay. Rolling Stone, a Rolling Stone readers poll in 2002 named Maladroit the 90th best album of all time. Okay. (laughs) That's
1: polling of people who have no concept of what all time means. That's (laughs) such recency bias. Guess
0: what was number one? Dark Side of the Moon. No, There's, Abbey Road. Revolver. I think Abbey Road might oh, have been. Oh, you know three. what?
1: That was around the same time that VH1 came out with the 100 Greatest Albums oh. of All Time, and they listed Revolver as number one.
0: Um, Abbey Road might have but been. But there three. were like
1: four Beatles albums in the top ten. Yes,
0: there were. Number two, Nevermind. Which get Nevermi- out of here. Nevermind I'm sorry. is good, but Nevermind is not the second ten best album. Ten is a movie. better
1: album than. Well, you know, know I've that. always been a Pearl Jam over Nirvana person.
0: Yeah, I don't know about ten, but ten—it's a—that's uh, w- a discussion for another day. Pinkerton was named the number sixteen album of all time. Blue album was number twenty-one.
1: All, wow,
0: yeah, of all time, of all time, by what? whom? Th- that that Readers poll. Yeah, oh, that means they're less a Weezer to fan. Me. Yeah, they were. They were definitely Three Weezer, Weezer fans.
2: albums in the top hundred albums of, of all, yeah. time. all
0: time. Pretty. That's pretty insane.
2: Dude, world domination. (laughs) World (laughs)
0: domination, just like the Wet (laughs) Bandits. This song follows the Weezer tradition of being very short. It has thirteen songs and is thirty-three minutes long. That's incredible. Yeah. Um. I think it's time to get into it, you guys. Let's do it. Um. Did you? Were you looking something up? Did you want to say something? No, I just
1: needed to see what they listed as the top albums of two thousand two.
0: I have that. It's actually bookmarked. So, um. Oh, not two thousand two. I have it of all time. I don't have the 2002 rankings.
1: Well, that's no help to me. Then. Okay, sorry. Well, you can... 2002 keep was a great year in music that Maggie got into in college. Though. Really? Because I think it is Yosumi Battles of Pink Robots by the Flaming Lips, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Um,
0: Who's Yankee fo- Hotel Foxtrot? Wilco. Oh. oh I'm no. not a Wilco fan. I hear Wilco songs and I'm like, cool. But I'm not a Wilco fan, which I think makes me uh, not cool.
1: I'm not that big of a Wilco fan, but that's a I great album.
0: Who's Wilco? Um, Is
2: that a band?
0: Yeah. They're, well, how Are would you describe Wilco? I mean, they're similar to...
1: Sort of indie, but folky?
0: Yeah, but also... But rocky. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like to call them folky...
1: Like, do you know Spoon?
0: Mm-mm. They're like know. a hard harder rock version of band of horses
1: mm. not really see I, I i sort of think of them in the same way i do weezer but less cutesy right. yeah and more acoustic guitar okay it,
0: it, that's a better way to say it. they're weezer but more acoustic but and
1: sort of clever Mm-hmm. Like Weezer is Yeah So like I think I can't remember his name Off the top of my head But the lead singer of Jeff Tweedy
0: Yeah like The lead singer uh-huh.
1: He and Rivers seem similar to me
0: So the we, we always like to start With the first song As albums tend to do uh,
1: I think this is a great First do you? song Okay
0: yes. Oh yeah
1: To me this Like is Weezer saying
2: Yeah.
0: Right so obviously this is a song about how They're coming back They're making a comeback album again And if you guys don't like it well you can eat shit uh-huh. you know? <laughs> The next lot, li- The first line of the next course is If you hate this I can't blame you like, He's saying Like
1: like what you like and I like what I like Right
0: so they- A theme in like every Weezer album Post Pinkerton
1: Is I don't care anymore yeah, What you guys
0: of. think uh-huh. But he clearly does
1: well, maybe. That um, hair says he cares. Huh? His current hair says, I care what you think. His <laughs> yeah. hair? Mike thinks he got hair plugs.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he got hair plugs, but he and I definitely had a similar hairline at some point, and his just seems to be hanging on. <laughs> Mine did not.
1: Maybe he, you know, had a Michael Scott resurgence he, season one to season two. Right. Jeremy We've, Piven
0: yeah. grew back. Well, he talks, uh, he does mention on. Um, the red album in uh, Pork and Beans that they told him he needs to get Rogaine, so maybe it just worked for him. I think
1: Rogaine's supposed to be preventive so
0: it is for sure. <gasps> My daughter's coming downstairs. Hi, Miss. This is good radio. We're making
1: the worst podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So the f- the first single is the second song on the album. This is Dope Nose. So this this album, uh, but especially like the two singles, mm-hmm. Dope Nose and Keep Fishing, this is like the forgotten Weezer album, I feel like. Hmm. N- n- I don't hear people like sort of like lamenting the fact that Maladroit exists. And I think people forget that "Dope Nose" and "Keep Fishing" were both popular. On, yeah, and, and, and maybe
1: <laughs> on this album. Yeah, like I feel like you could easily swap out "Hash Pipe from the Green album and put it on Maladroit, and put "Keep Fishing" on the Green album, and they would fit seamlessly.
0: Well, see, I so don't I f- know that I can agree totally because what of you, the guitar. What were you going to well, say? Well, who,
2: who knows? Like when "Hash Pipe" was written, it could have been like the last song on the album, and they were kind of going that direction.
0: <laughs> that and. And also, Rivers does things like they release songs out of order all the time. Yeah, like the Black album was written before Pacific Daydream, oh. and like, but then Pacific Daydream ends That's up weird. like the Weezer production moves faster, and then that one gets out first. Can't can't just figure them out, man. No, and they write like two hundred songs before every album, anyway. So, um, so this is I don't know in the the theme that i keep talking about with the green album is how similar every song is Mm -hmm. and like these don't really fit that especially the guitar solos like maybe it's just being a guitar player and kind of like noticing how different they are on this album like there are some rock guitar solos on this and in this uh, on maladroit and in the green album it's all like very by the book like this guitar solo is not a guitar solo. It's just mimicking the first yeah. There's melody. just
1: no lyrics right so now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that
0: Dope Nose?
1: Yes. That was
2: Dope Nose, is not it? the that Go ahead. first riff, I'm like, just keep playing that. It really yeah. rocks. You know? Yeah, let's do it here. You can hear it. Just keep playing that
0: part. And also when the bass comes in. Boom. Oh, we didn't even mention this is a new bass player from the Green Album. Oh. Scott Schreiner's on this album now, and Mikey Welsh is... Had no. a mental breakdown hey and is gone. gone. So you gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so this is Scott Schreiner now and he, he he kicks it off here. He he comes in strong here on this tune. Here it is. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, he's like, here I am. So the second single is Keep Fishing which is the Muppets video. It's just like a good little pop tune.
1: See, before you said that Photograph was your favorite song on the Green Album, which it is also my favorite song, I would have said that this is the kind of Weezer song that I would love and you would hate. Oh
3: no, because I like this
2: Because it's so
1: one. sort of cute, too. But it's a great oh yeah, song.
0: Yeah, it has that hoppity feel. Yeah. Bump, bump. Yeah. I think I might be able to go so far as to say there's not a Weezer song that I hate. I really don't think there... No, there are some that I just, like, don't care for, which is probably more what... I
1: invent. mean, when I say I love El Scorcho, you say, I hate El Scorcho. I don't
0: hate El Scorcho. Like, what I am is just, like... It's not, not the greatest song I'm ever. Not, I'm not impressed and by El And I play El it at Scorcho. my wedding. <laughs> yeah. I'm not impressed by El Scorcho. Um, but it's fine. The theme of this podcast. It's fine. It's <laughs> so, fine. Sam, you said, um, when we played Dope Nose, you were like, oh, nice... Uh, just play that riff forever yeah. That's what I think about Take Control
2: Oh yeah do the guitar turns good
0: Should we say what's happening on mic, or...? <laughs> we could say it and then cut it out later. Or double it. She's yours!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll not say it. Maybe we'll put it in a cutscene.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, this song...
2: This riff rules. Yeah, dude, that's right. all those... Yeah, we put up out the hook'em horns. The
0: hook and and I tried to get my daughter to do it, and she wouldn't. But she's a baby. She can do it. She can't.
1: And was occupied. She
0: was occupied. And um, so, like I said, I just want this riff to happen forever. This is the song I remember being released early and being mm. like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. This is what the this new release is is going to be. So I was, you know, I'm excited about Take I, Control.
2: I like the melody because he's, like, not going up. He, he like, goes down. What do you or, like, stays. like I don't know. It's I'm not, trying to think about. It's what hooky, but it's not, like, melodic. Oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean? To mm-hmm. me, this
1: is, like, this sounds like a song that, like, is clearly one of the 200 that he wrote after Pinkerton. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is, to me, this is the most Pinkerton y song uh-huh. of this album.
0: Dude, I Sam, I meant to ask you about this. The drums here. I didn't mean to hit that button. But I want I want to go back to the beginning of the solo. He does some the drums do some weird thing in the background, right here. Oh yeah. Or is that just somebody's mouth? Well,
2: <laughs> like I mean, probably that. But like,
1: like a
0: little egg maraca. Yeah. So,
2: like you're playing the eighth notes. Yeah. So he's going. He's, he's doing, doing the, the accent beat. on the. Oh, so
0: you're just hearing the accent, like the, whatever, the back and forth with the guitar solo Uh and the other, like whatever he's doing clicks on the.
2: So, uh, not to interrupt, but (laughs) Josh is still at my house (laughs) and he said, I had like some now and laters. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I just ate some now and laters. I'm like, dude, those weren't really now and laters. And now he's like, are you serious?
0: <laughs> but they are now and later. Yeah. You're just do you lie? <laughs> Dude, we haven't done a do you lie segment for a while. Um, but I want to just play that for the listeners one more time, the part we're talking about with the solo effect. This is bad podcasting when I don't have a timestamp for what I'm I love solo it. It's is. like
2: signature.
0: Oh, nailed it. Here it comes. Yeah. That just makes the solo. That makes me dance in my car to the guitar solo, yeah. which doesn't always happen. So here is after take control is where things
1: I, take a turn, yeah, in my
0: opinion. I am H O things get a little too different you know now I shouldn't say that I don't even mean that I don't even mean that half-baked maybe um Death and Destruction is the next song it it has I guess an okay like I again I don't hate any Weezer song but like it's a real slow Mm. verse and then Yeah, like it's not even. I don't know that it's really worth listening to. Like,
1: it's fine.
0: It's it's it's, relaxing. It It is. It is fine. But it's (laughs) also a
1: song that if you're playing the album in your car, you might not remember that it had already played. (laughs) (laughs) Like you get to burnt jam and you're like, where was the rest Uh, of the album?
0: Well, the I for me the telltale sign for me is always: do I know the name of the song when I hear it? Like, I've heard this song a million times. I never remember that it's called Death and Destruction.
1: Because it has nothing to do with yeah. the
0: song. Well, it even, for me, it doesn't necessarily have to have...
1: No, not in, like, a cutesy way, but this does not sound like Death and Destruction well, to me. Well, what
0: it could
2: be is, like, after a city gets hit by a meteor, this is the song that you write. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's not like.
0: Yeah, it's a little sad. Yeah. See, I
1: think it's a little too cheerful for that. Everyone I know is dead.
0: <laughs> well... Weezer doesn't I guess Butterfly is the closest That's what get. I was going <laughs> to
1: say That's what I'd be playing
0: um, You you mentioned that you get to Burnt Jam And that would be where you realized that like, I just the missed the I, last two songs But I actually like this one uh. I like that I won't
3: <laughs> Slob Uh huh
0: take a screen sam's showing me the text conversation screenshot that please that needs. To yeah. <laughs> um i like this song i this is this song actually we're listening to slob by the way that's the name of this song this song was not going to be on the album but Fans were like, you have to put this song on the album. Yeah, I like was, it.
2: It's kind of like Tenacious D a little bit. It is, sort you of.
0: Know? Like, it's funny uh-huh. um, if you look at it in a certain way. Yeah. Um, and I actually think, like, get it kind of rocks hard. I'm going to go get yourself a <laughs> job. Um, it kind of rocks hard at parts like this.
2: like kind of annoying so metal bro
0: yeah <laughs> i i don't know i'm kind of into it me too um the aforementioned burnt jam comes next
1: i think this song kind of rules it's so different it is different
2: Oh, it's like elevator music.
1: No, this like should be in like the Weezer Cafe or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes,
0: yes, yes. Yes, that's accurate. It's like, how may I serve you today? Yeah. So we're sitting in the cafe. We're ordering our lattes. Um,
1: You're in San Diego. This is the yeah. song that plays. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. The seals are out. like <laughs> Stinking up <laughs> that beach. <laughs> stinking up the beach. Um, the waitress is like, you know do you want almond milk in your yeah, latte you, you know you, you almond I'm milk please I'm a, I'm a vegan <laughs> we look at each other and say okay okay <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden Donald Trump walks in with a bunch of red pills or something and, and then you get to you know then this part happens
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> Off the top of my head I couldn't think of a way to get the people in this uh San Diego coffee shop to get angry. It's but that was like what Donald I was <laughs> I figured Donald Trump would make them angry. So um that's a cool like little riff. But it is a weird song.
1: But I like it, but it doesn't really fit. But I like it.
0: It only fits on Maladroit. It doesn't fit on any other Weezer album. You know, I agree with you. It doesn't really fit. But like when you also have Death and Destruction on here, it like sort of makes sense.
1: Right. Not every album has mm-hmm. to have, I don't know, the, the same flow theme. of Abbey Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Abbey Road. Yeah.
0: That. You know, where you have old. to
1: listen to yeah. it in order. And
0: um we don't. We kind of have gotten in the bad habit of like covering every song on the album. Do you have anything to say about space rock and Slayer? I do. You do space rock? Yeah. I like space rock.
2: (laughs) This is like the song I think I would write. I could see that. Like the first
0: part. Say that again for that's because now I don't. This part. You would write this. Yeah. That's what Sam said. It might have the volume might have been too loud. Oh yeah. But like this part rules kind of
2: yeah
0: actually that's not the part that rules the part that rules is after this which I guess you'd call the chorus in this song but here it comes That's a strong chorus.
1: I mean, it sounds it does sound better than it did when I was listening on my phone. Yeah. But something about this song feels unpleasantly unfinished to me.
0: That's when I say that some of these are half baked, yeah. I think that's kind of what I mean. I Garage get that. Rock, bro. Yeah. Um, again, Slave is the next one that's kinda like eh. it, it right? yeah, it's eh, but it rides a good chorus.
2: This sounds like modern, like, rock right now.
0: But there's not a lot of, like... This
2: kind of has a cafe vibe, too. Yeah, there's
1: not a lot of substance to it. Yeah,
0: Um, There's not a lot to hang on to. Here's this. You know, we're kind of crapping on these songs, but if this album came out today, I'd be like, thank God, this band... I'm like,
1: this is pretty good. Would,
0: would say, ...will save rock music. The, finally, we get to take con- what I would consider Take Control's sister song.
1: Fall Together? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is a good song. Ooh.
0: The bass again. Boom. again just like take control like just play this solo the whole time
2: you know you like those solos
0: i I meant riff uh but the reason i said solo freudian slip um was because i wanted to say something about this solo so we talked about in the green album how the solos are just you know rehashes of the verse melody but then this is like this album is like the opposite this album is like rivers is going to show you like i'm going to shred a little bit okay and in 10 seconds. This is just, like, a baller. Like, I'm going to throw this solo at you. Okay, so that's not, like that's not the greatest guitar solo of all time. It's not like the most shredding technical achievement in guitar solo history, but just how he goes into the guitar solo is for lack of a more intelligent way to say it. He's just whipping it out and throwing it on the table. Mm -hmm. Like he, he's saying, uh, this solo is happening and there's no way for you to stop it. (laughs) And then you're going to like, it." whoops, I came in a little too. Here we go. It's almost Tom Yeah, it is Tom ish Like, I'm going to slide yeah. up into this thing, and then it's going to be just a little bit of a, a trill. Do. A little fluted and do. Before we get into the meat of the solo. One more time for you all. It's sweet. That song is sweet. And then you roll into... Possibilities, which I feel like I have to play because it's also weird for this album. It's like a punk
3: song, kind of.
0: All All right, you just heard basically the whole song.
1: Like, is this (laughs) the song that is proof positive to us that they actually like Kiss? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, we Or have I just
1: never listened to Kiss?
0: No, this is not Kiss to me. Kiss? You like Kiss? Yeah, do you like Kiss? No. But this well, isn't Kiss.
1: To be clear, the only Kiss song I know is I Want to Rock and Roll. Yeah. All
0: night. Oh yeah. See, this sounds Well, and Doctor
1: Love. This sounds from the Dr. like the like Doctor Pepper commercials.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> to me, this sounds like like Bad Green Day or something. Yeah. Like
1: Well, cuz it's too poppy to be punk.
0: Well, Green Day isn't really punk either. I suppose
1: this is like what, yellow card? <laughs> <laughs> Fountains of Wayne?
0: No. Stacy's mom.
1: This could be Stacy's mom.
0: No, no, no. Th- I
1: Which I think might have also been on the American Pie Two soundtrack.
0: Even, even Stacy's mom is not, is not trying to sound punk. Like that. I don't know. I think it's a sound like that—the late, early two
2: thousands rock. You know, maybe. I don't like know.
1: It, I don't know, it's a turn away from grunge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, like Green Day. Like
2: mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I, b- I blacked out there. <laughs> yeah. I right? had some pot now and later's. Um, yeah, I don't know. This
1: I don't think this just needs much to be said about. No,
0: it, it doesn't. Um, the next song is "Love Explosion." Um, this song is also fine. I like this one. Do you? This sounds like kind of classic rock. That's
1: what I was going to say. I think this sort of is like 60s, yeah. heavy on the melody, um, sort of almost, I mean, this is a little more rock, but it's sort of like rock for girls or something, mm. which I know isn't a very PC thing to say, but well, being a girl, this is the kind of song that would appeal to me. We've like, actually, good to sing along with.
0: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of Weezer's, like, attractiveness is that they're sing-along jams. Oh, Mm. absolutely. But you bring up an interesting point. Like, girl rock. I have always identified Smashing Pumpkins as girl rock because... Girls that I know like Smashing Pumpkins. I can't explain why.
1: It's like grunge emo or something. And, and that and whiny push. voice of Billy Corgan. And, and that's because Gavin Rossdale is beautiful.
0: That's the only reason. I think so. That I, I fi- we have speculated that. <laughs> is there any other? Uh, so I was going to ask you: Is there any other like girl rock, like popular girl rock? Weezer. Weezer's girl. Rock? I think.
1: Well, I think Weezer has mass appeal. Um, yeah. There's a, there's, and I think a lot of people would not take this as a compliment, but there's something just completely harmless about Weezer. Yeah. And everyone can find something to like about it.
0: I might have said this on a previous episode, but I remember mom saying, you know, they just seem like normal guys. And that was supposed to be like, Whereas I think it's mom okay would like to listen like
1: to um, Alice in Chains and say, I don't want to listen to music that makes me want to kill myself.
0: Yeah, she would say that. She did say that. <laughs> she I think. definitely, mom definitely thought I was depressed. Them bones. That's what he was in. I know. So I don't know. But if you think of any others before this episode is over,
1: of girl rock? Girl rock. Okay.
0: Maybe are the strokes girl rock? Well A lot of that? No. White no. stripes? No. I don't know. Maybe there's just not that much.
1: Well, I'm not that girly either.
0: Well all right, but what you, about you, you I mean identify.
1: I can't I can't drive a truck with this haircut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is, what what about like a Blink one eighty two?
0: Oh yeah. I mean lit? Like all that power punk uh, kind of power pop, whatever. I
1: think I think that probably is girl rock, but it's like girl rock for people younger than me. Oh, my God. How about like Dashboard Confessional?
0: Are they rock?
1: Well, they're sort of emo, but yeah. a lot of Fallout girls. Fall Out Boy? Probably. I also okay. feel a little too old for that. Yeah. And Panic at the Disco.
0: Yeah. See, they, they're they almost too poppy for me. Yeah. Like Smashing Pumpkins are a rock band. Yeah, So I don't know. This I mean, a tough question. Fleetwood
1: Mac. They're an older band, but Mm -hmm. I think I think rock bands with girls in it tend to be more appealing to girls. Yeah,
0: but I I think I'm not I'm not trying to figure out if Hart Yeah, I'm not trying to figure out if Hart or Fleetwood Mac or girl bands. I'm trying to. I guess what I'm really saying is, what is it about a band like Smashing Pumpkins who, for some reason, gets that gets that response?
1: Well, I I think I think some of it is a you know. We as a society believe that this is what appeals to women, but Smashing Pumpkins are a band that sing about their feelings and mm. that we assume that that's what appeals to women about it. But it could also just be that it's good music. I mm, mean, yeah. there's a lot of men who love today and right. 1979, too, but it's not angry like Metallica is.
0: Except for, like, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, you know?
1: Which I would never say is one of my... I I picked 1979 and today as the Smashing Pumpkin songs that I love.
0: That kind of makes sense. Even though Bullet with Butterfly Wings is maybe their best song. Disagree. (laughs) You have,
2: a like, a love with that song.
0: Well, what I think is, and I've said it before on the podcast, I'll say it again. Say it. If they could time travel and that song could have beaten smells like teen spirit to the punch bullet with butterfly wings would be smells like teen spirit. I just, I just made a statement.
1: Maybe, but I think maybe if you'd been 15, when smells like teen spirit came out, you would think that smells like teen spirit was better. You know?
0: Um, I don't think, I know. I don't think that both butterfly wings is better. I think that it is. It's only not revered as much because it came out later. Like I think, um, I think it is on par with "Smells Like Teen Spirit" as like a potential like driving force to influential p- songs. Yes, okay. It's I don't. It's strong. It's strong. But is it
1: on melancholy and the infinite mm-hmm. sadness? Yeah,
0: but it's not my favorite Smashing Pumpkins mm. song. I just think that about that song. Um, what anyway. is
1: your favorite Smashing Pumpkins song? Zero.
0: No. Um, off the top of my head, mm, that's pretty. T- I can. I don't know if I can do it off the top of my head. Not that I have a bunch of. I think 1979
1: comp- is only right answer.
0: Oh no, that's not even probably top ten. I don't know much You're of the music. <laughs> it's, um, Cherub Rock. Cherub Rock is awesome. <gasps> Cherub Rock is so good. Uh, that that one's. I up just there. had a hairball. <laughs> well, you are in the cat basement, <laughs> where we're. <laughs> That's true. Um,
1: the largest litter box you've y- ever seen. Yeah, it's You're
0: not in a the litter cat box zone. That is just a big uh, storage bin. Storage bin for cat turds. That we use it as a litter box. Let's stop talking. We're running <laughs> along. <laughs> and the last song on Maladroit. want Weezer to do an Only in Dreams to close out their albums and Oh Girlfriend from the Green Album and this song December from Maladroit just are not Only in Dreams you know it doesn't have to be 10 minutes long but there's no like epic feel to this or Oh Girlfriend mm-hmm.
1: Is Butterfly the last song on Pinkerton? Uh huh
0: and that's at least different enough that it has to be the last song yeah. It's a n-
1: I think for this album this is as close as you're going to get.
0: Well, yeah, if you only have these songs to select from. I agree. Right.
1: This is the and not not just because it's the last song, this is the only in dreams of Maladroit, <laughs> for better or
3: for worse. Well,
0: I, I actually wish they had done something similar. Like, because this album is a little darker and a little harder, I wish they had managed to do something like they end up doing on Everything Will Be Alright in the End, where it's like some sort of like big, yeah like metal... Like epic like finish, a yeah, yeah. And this is just like another song that mm-hmm. could have gone anywhere on the album. Sweet. I do think this has to be last, but only because it's the only six eight like waltz song. I don't song yeah. like that feel. What's that? I don't like six eight. You don't? No. I do. In fact, fe- I I once had to write. You know when you do like Facebook ads for your job or whatever, and you can't use copyrighted music or whatever, so I, I did a song for work that was m- just meant to sound like a Weezer song. And of course I did it in 6-8. Yeah. You know, because there is like a Weezer sort of stamp like uh-huh. that comes with a song that sounds like this, like a little a rock waltz. Yeah. Something that sort it. of
1: swells within you. Yeah, I yeah. guess.
0: Um, and obviously the guitar solo was octaves because mm-hmm. that's what they do. Um. So, that's Maladroit. That's the whole thing.
1: Okay. Are we doing our cover Oh
0: my gosh, you're ready to roll right into it. I'm ready to roll right into it. Okay, so if we were going to cover a song, who wants, we should let the guest go first because we don't want to steal any thunder. So, if you had to cover one for your band or if the Wet Bandits had to cover one, what would it be? Keep Fishing. Me too. Really? Yeah, what about you?
2: Well, dude, I put see like some of these Weezer albums don't really have hits, so like I yeah, what I'm thinking is like you can just pick whatever. Kind sure. of, dude. Yeah. I pick space rock, bro. You did, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's that's allowed. I think that what that kind of proves is what we said is is true. Like that, dope nose and keep fishing. At the time, were pretty popular. Oh, really? But people have just forgotten. Hmm. Like, See, I think if we played Dope Nose, people would be like, "Oh yeah." Oh, really? See, yeah. I can't
1: remember if I already said this, so I apologize. But I really think because I've fallen for it too, that a lot of people just think it's on the they're on the Green album. Yeah, because I think some of it's because they came out like they less than out. a year so apart. So close
0: together. But
1: uh, to me, they both sound like they would they could easily be on. The Green Album and the album would still be less than 40 minutes long.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be less than 40 minutes. I still, I can't get on board with that only because the Green Album songs all sound the same. Like th- They yeah. all have the same song structure and Dope Nose and Keep Fishing don't. But I get what you're saying, That's though. It's
1: the same sort of cheerful mm-hmm. um, tone to yeah.
0: mm-hmm. um Dope Nose is probably the more recognizable one, but Keep Fishing is the one that I think would be more fun. And it had the more recognizable video. Hmm. It had the it had this video with the Muppets. Yeah, Animal and, plays the drums in it. Doesn't and it make. was real popular. Um, so anyway, Dude, st-
2: statistics show whenever you get Animal to play the drums on a right. song, like you're automatically like
0: platinum status. Yeah, yeah. statistics. That's what I have <laughs> them right here. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I'm a well, huge Muppets fan. What would you cut from this one? Space rock. Whoa. Dude.
1: Shots fired. I'm sorry. Shots fired. I didn't want to go first for this very reason. I was desperately trying to pick a different song.
0: Yeah. I'm I would cut. I I really I always get on Sam for not deciding, but I never I always like wanna audible at the last second. Possibilities. Possibilities Dude, I'm cutting.
2: I said keep fishing.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Shots fired. See, I think you could cut with the exception maybe of Burnt Jam, any song after track four.
0: <sighs> yeah. And
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't know it was gone.
0: I would know that, well, the only reason I would know Fall Together is gone is because I like Fall Together, but I could see, it sounds a lot like Take Control. Yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of right about that. I don't care, though. Did you hurt I said, my
2: feelings, Baggy.
0: I'm really sorry. Possibilities, I just don't <laughs> like it and rarely do i cut a song just because i don't like it Mm -hmm. but the the album is so weird anyway that i don't think you miss it like oh man i wish possibilities was on here i don't know hidden gem you cannot pick dope nose or keep fishing so what's the best song on here that's not one of those
1: american gigolo
0: yep really it's pretty good it's a
1: great great first song for an album
0: and it's just like
1: it's so Weezer potent. it's really fun it rocks
0: I actually don't I mean I'm okay with it but it for me it's like a six mine's fall together
1: that to me that is for all you listeners out there that to me it's very you and very me that those are the songs well, that
0: yeah.
2: uh, fall together fall again. together
0: is, is this one
2: oh yeah Wait, which song? Which song is a bonkabonkabonk?
0: Uh, could you sing that again? <laughs>
2: uh, the one that's like, we da da. This one? Yeah. Yeah. What, which one's this?
0: Take control. Oh, okay. Which I th- I consider those two almost the same song. Yeah. You know that they're both um what I would call. I've never given this a name before, but they are, um, I'm going to call them deep purple double stops, right? Oh, so the, normally when you're doing power chords, you've got three notes. Mm-hmm. And if you only have two, it's a root and a fifth, right? These kind of, what they're doing, and this makes it able to move faster, like the, dun, 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 moving those chords that fast with a root and fifth power chord would be very sloppy so what they're doing is a third and a fifth okay so basically and that's what smoke on the water smoke on the water a lot of people play incorrectly and play the root of the note like they play the whole the whole triad but it's really just a two note double stop i mean double stop but um so like with the third and a fifth
2: on a guitar would like your two fingers be like that, like <laughs> <laughs> for, for, all, you for all you listeners, they'd be just like like, that. like an A, like yeah, it would be like o- an like A like on top of each other. So the first
0: chord is just an open, open two, st- the yeah. open G and D string. That's it. So I, I I realize that not all listeners play guitar and not all guests play guitar, but uh, I feel v-
1: like I'm listening to the second half of this album
0: again. <laughs> But the, the point being that the way they're doing it allows them to move through those chords mm-hmm. faster without it being sloppy. And it's not, not a lot of bands do it that way. And I don't know. It's interesting. You'll see it once we get around. Cause since I chose fall together, um, we're going to do a, like a little YouTube video on how to play it on the Instagram, wet bandits pod. Um, anything else for any of us? We managed to keep this under an hour and a half. I do want
1: to say because Sam is so young and it makes me so sad that also a big influential thing about Weezer in my life is that they're the reason why Rivers Cuomo specifically is the reason why I signed up for MySpace. Really? Yeah, because when Rivers went back to Harvard... I mean, he must have gone back to Harvard before he got on MySpace, but he used to like really interact with fans on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And I read about that in my junior year of college. And I was like, well, I'm oh. signing up for this. But yeah. I was on Facebook before I was on MySpace. Oh, that's weird. I do think that's weird. Um, it's
0: also weird that Rivers was more into MySpace. Mayspa- well,
1: I think it's because he Mayspace. was on, he was on MySpace <laughs> probably before Facebook was a thing.
2: Right. Dude, you just sounded like an old man.
0: Hey, you kids were on May space. Yeah, <laughs> My face. I know what it is. It's because I got I got tongue twisted. Oh, sure, it's Papa! Like, <laughs> wait, here's the here it is. This is the psychic moment. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Sam and I recorded an episode earlier where I talked about doing tongue twisters with our dad, and he had maybe the greatest dad joke of all time. And we were we were we had like we were like coming home from cooker or something, and we had just been introduced to tongue twisters. And as kids, sorry for people who listen to the Everything Will Be All Right episode, and you have to hear this story (laughs) again, but as kids, you're like, oh, you think a tongue twister is just a long word. And so we were like, Dad, Dad, what? uh, say watermelon five times fast. And then do you remember what he did?
1: He said, Watermelon five times fast.
0: Oh, no. Yes, no. he did, didn't he? N- no, he said... Maybe he did to start, but that's not the story I told. The one I remembered was, he said, Watermelon, 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 watermelon. No, no. Do you remember that <laughs> he made a joke? He said, Watermelon, 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 cantaloupe. <laughs> Classic dad joke. I do
3: that now.
1: But he definitely just said watermelon five times. Yeah, that, too, that
0: that's probably. like... He has to show off that he can do it.
1: (laughs) Mm. No. I mean, he repeated. He said watermelon. Oh, right, right, right.
0: Yes. That, that, that. I mean, that's a classic dad joke, but a classic John Ward joke.
1: Do you remember when we asked him if it was pronounced miracle or miracle? What did he say?
0: Don't tell me. Uh, I don't know.
1: Marigold. (laughs) 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 Marigold.
0: (laughs) That. That what I do remember that if I'd a, I don't, I don't want to think on Mike, but I could have come up with that one eventually.
2: Do you like Pokemon?
1: I watched Detective Pikachu. Dude,
2: <laughs> I, just, I just have to ask: Are
0: you gonna something. watch the, like the Return of Mew too? Dude, that's a Netflix? remake. Oh, it is.
2: Yeah, it's the. Is it Mewtwo
0: Strikes Back, bro. Yeah, the first so
2: Pokemon movie.
1: Is Metallica your favorite band? Yeah. Who's your second favorite band?
2: Probably Led Zeppelin.
1: Third favorite band.
2: Probably anything with Dave Grohl. (laughs) Okay. He's a Dave Grohl fan.
1: What band have you seen? I was thinking about this on my way here, that I've seen The Strokes in concert the most times. And then I've seen Weezer. And Sonic Youth. You've seen most Sonic time. Youth? Every time I saw I've seen Sonic Youth. I've seen them by accident. They opened for Pearl Jam. The first time that we saw Pearl Jam, they opened I for the Flaming Lips twice. Okay. When I went to go see the Flaming Lips. And also, I hate Sonic Youth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hate them. Hate them. But you keep seeing them.
2: The band I've seen the most is
0: a band called The Sword. You How many times have you seen The Sword? 3 or 4. They're I like them.
1: It sounds like a band you'd be into.
0: Yeah, have they're, you ever shown
1: like, Sam how good you are with
0: with swords, fighting, swashbuckling? No,
1: or a spatula?
0: Yeah, that's not good.
2: Do you know how a the kitchen sword knife?
0: Fight? No. I used to watch a lot of Conan the Barbarian though and I could like, <laughs> he <can laughs> like
1: He'd probably be a good baton twirler. Yeah, good
0: baton. I mean, but that's basically what it is, right? Just much Arnold's more dangerous. Arnold's not really about to cut somebody up. He's really just baton twirling.
1: You know, common man said yesterday that Arnold's not that tall.
0: Yeah, he's only like He's five probably 5'10. Yeah, 5'10.
1: Okay. First of all, I still think Arnold Schwarzenegger is the strongest person in the world
0: (laughs) yeah he can like pick up
1: and he's seven feet tall
0: buildings yeah well he's you know he's so heavy he probably his spine probably is compressed he probably used to be that tall right probably yeah
1: when we were kids
0: i don't know okay (laughs) uh i was trying to great show yeah i was trying to think I was trying to think of one more uh, psychic connection. We didn't do a very good psychic connection, but what we could do is just record it after the fact and splice it in. No, nah, that's cheating. What's the? F- uh,
1: oh, by the way, I did. I couldn't find Rolling Stones list, but I did find Pitchfork's.
0: Top oh, okay. Let's hear.
1: Albums it. of 2002.
0: And then I'm gonna ask you one psychic connection thing.
1: Sorry, I flipped back through to look for if Maladroit even made it, and I do not believe that it did. But I feel really satisfied because number five was Yoshimi Battles of Pink Robots by the cool. Flaming Lips, which I had said I thought would be up there. And Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was like three. Ah. But an Interpol album was number one. Okay. Which I would never buy or listen to because I'm a girl.
0: So they're not yeah. girl rock? Interpol I would not, not say girl rock. so. Okay. I'm going to, Maggie, I'm going to turn down your headphones. No, she responded, but she probably can't hear. Sam, the answer to this question is man who pooped his pants. Maggie, be honest. Did you hear what I said? No. Could you tell what I said by looking at my lips? You
1: know my eyes do not work.
0: That's true. (laughs) You have a bloody eyeball.
1: The boo-boo is gone. Yeah. As far as my
0: daughter calls it a boo-boo.
1: I don't want to look at Aunt Banks' boo-boo anymore.
0: (laughs) Okay, so... I think you'll get this. I'm just going to say two words. Okay. But this is a funny moment in our life that I think you'll know. I told Sam what I think you're supposed to say. This is the psychic connection test. The two words are Kenny Road.
1: <laughs> to brown pants.
0: The brown. The man who, <laughs> I said the man who pooped his pants. Yeah. That's right. So <laughs> I knew you could get it. That how we were very young.
1: Very young. Another was, example of dad's oh hilarity. yeah, it was a dad
0: joke. There was just this guy laying on the l- <laughs> like sleeping a
1: homeless like a, person, uh,
0: probably sleeping
1: a, under a tr- probably an old drunk sleeping <laughs> under a tree with brown pants. Oh
0: on. He, Man. Well, no, he had like a brown and mark on, his, on pants. his pants. And I was like, well, what do you think happened to that? I was concerned. <laughs> like, what happened to that I guy? We thought he was dead, didn't and, we? And our dad and said, death, maybe well, maybe pooped, pooped his, his pants. pants. <laughs> <laughs> so we did it. We managed to bring the psychic connection That's like to fruition. The perfect thing to say to a kid. Oh, oh yeah.
1: We <laughs> were, obviously,
2: it's <laughs>
0: at, of, le- a, at least 30 years <laughs> yeah. later, and
1: we're dying. Yeah.
0: So you know what? You can't forget to rate. Do you know what you rate this uh, podcast?
1: Five stars only.
0: Five stars only. And then you should have oh, subscribed sorry. first. If you haven't subscribed by now, this episode is over an hour and 20 minutes long. If you haven't subscribed, you can't Yo <gasps> eat shit.
1: And make sure you tune in for when we go over the Strokes discography. <laughs> to- <laughs> <laughs> Starting next month.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So subscribe. Rate five stars only. Leave a funny review if you want. You don't have to. But we'd like to read it sometime.
2: They make me feel warm and fuzzy. and so They like, do. When they're
0: good. Yeah. But, and they make even me even laugh they're when they're like bad. Yeah. We haven't gotten a bad one yet. Yeah. I just want that one person to write a review that says well, these we, guys we suck. We could have gotten it today. Five stars only. Yeah, maybe after today. And That's all we have. Bye. Bye. Get wet. Get I got a story.
2: A story once was sold. Two young boys going to the liquor store where they sold their souls. And I got a story. Going to the liquor store where they sold their
0: souls We always do that.
1: Yeah, that would be really entertaining.
0: Well, we it's like a cutscene. We put it at the end. Oh. Because sometimes we say funny stuff. Yeah. To. What what, Marion? You're here? Up. Oh, Who's coming? Scooting. Hi. Hi,
1: honey. Hi, baby girl. Hi. <laughs> What's the matter?
0: Aunt Mag what? <laughs> <laughs> oh that was loud Good job Good job honey <laughs> Okay th- It's weird because you know we always do two episodes at a time I didn't
3: know that what, th- al-
1: what album were you just doing
0: Everything will be alright yeah. in the end So this one is the fourth album And we just did the tenth okay. so, so, And both will have Marin saying hi on Oh that's mic. great <laughs> So Uh oh What you doing back there honey Oh, getting your balloon. Okay. Shall we? Let's begin.
2: Okay, dude. uh, I think we're on mute, bro. Uh,
0: no. Okay, I thought that. Are you seeing this one?
2: No, I thought it was the three right there.
0: Oh no! This is these are the records. Got it. These are the mutes. Got it.
2: So I think we're good. Act like I know what I'm doing.
0: Hey, you did pretty good. It's always good to watch out and make sure that I have you know pressed record and stuff.
2: We have like. PTSD.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, (laughs) I don't know what this says about maladroit, but I think I took more notes on the green album and your green album podcast than I did on maladroit. The album. So,
0: okay. I don't know how
1: helpful I'm going to be with this. I really
0: want to hear your green album notes. Okay. Uh, Not yet. Let me start. Sure. Here we, Sam, don't let me forget to introduce who we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Ooh. Okay, the date, oh no, I can't do a big breath in before we start, <laughs> here we go again, the date is May 14th, 2002, the album is Weezer's Maladroid. this is the Wet Bandits Podcast. Son of a bitch.
3: <laughs> one two,